Hey guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership community dedicated to the eradication of the most chronic, common chronic diseases in the black community. Diseases such as obesity, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disease, and stress-related illnesses. Be sure to join the Black Health Academy at www.theblackhealthacademy.com to get in in the community and join the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host and Black Health Academy founder, Ms. Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Super excited about today's episode because we're going to deep dive into the power of the Black women with regard to how it impacts the health of our household and our community. And of course, we'll deep dive into a nutrition segment as well. But first, our Driven segment. Driven is our segment where we highlight an individual in the Black community who has made a significant impact on health and wellness. Jay. I was at an event. So I told you recently about my new best friend who's 73 years old, right? <laughs> best friend, okay. Yes. I knew you had met someone. Then I knew she would kind of became your friend. Now she's best, best. Yeah, you know. Yeah, got it. No, you know, I, I promote people quickly. You know, yeah. I, you know, I get a, I, I get a hint yeah. of good character. Once they prove themselves. Yeah, proving yourself, good character. We share some core values. New bestie. I'm not going to say you're easy, but... Uh, yeah, okay, so... What else? That's not the point. So I'm now a board member on her company or her nonprofit organization. And so I was at... <laughs> Never mind that. Never mind that. So we were at a meeting recently and met this phenomenal woman. Okay. She was a guest at the... She's not on the board, but she was a guest at the meeting. And she spoke about health and wellness. And the, and the name of the company is Heal Thyself. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, focused on plant-based eating and educating the community about the power of diet. Just right up our alley, right. truly. And so I could not wait to tell you about this woman. And she is the highlight of our Driven segment today. Her name is Hiawatha Cromer. First of all, the name alone. Yeah, I love that. Hiawatha completely unforgettable and she is a healer um she is a vegan she is she worked at the healthy um healthy life institute in michigan for years for i think from 1997 to like 2003 uh and she is currently 85 years old and she spoke at this board meeting just recently and when i tell you she was so phenomenal I was mostly impressed with by how sharp she was, how healthy right. she was, her skin, her recall. She was rallying off phone numbers and recalling people's names and dates mm-hmm. and times and just giving us history kind of about, you know, her own journey to health. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of got her interested in a, in a she's a, like a raw vegan. She eats a, mostly raw foods, mm-hmm. doesn't eat past a certain time. And I mean, she's just phenomenal, right? So her name is, again, Hiawatha Cromer, and I wanted to highlight her today, and she made me really think about the power of the African-American woman and how we totally impact the health of our own household and our okay. community. She said something. She uh, initially um, got introduced to this you know, healthy lifestyle at a organization called the Creative Health Institute. And she went because she was having like this excruciating pain in her right leg. She could barely walk. She was 220 pounds, so really overweight. And she went to this raw food institute and got introduced to the lifestyle and has never looked back. And she began working there and ended up working there for years, became the director of the company and started out as a volunteer in the kitchen. And she told the story about the first 
uh, day, she asked to, you know, if, if hey, you guys need help around here or anything. And they was like, yeah, absolutely we do. And the gentleman asked her, you know, where do you want to work? What area or whatever do you mm-hmm. want to work in? And, and she said something that stood out to me so much. She said, I want to work in the kitchen because whoever is in the kitchen determines the health of the whole community. Mm. I thought that was so powerful. Right. And so that's what made me want to talk about. Because when she said that, whoever is in the kitchen determines the health of the whole community. Absolutely. Right. And so most times women are in the kitchen. Right. And so particularly in our community, black women, we uphold so much in our households, in our community. We volunteer in church and we are running organizations and nonprofits and we're spearheading all these initiatives. Right. And if we're making decisions on what we're eating at these events. We're determining the health of our community. Right. And I was like, yo, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And so she took it from there. She became a volunteer at the in the kitchen at the Creative Health Institute and just spearheaded this huge, you know, 10 year plus career of healthy living. And after she left the Creative Institute, she then started her own company. And now she has an organization called Yahweh Healing Center in Lansing, Michigan. And she's a healer. Like I said, raw food, vegan. She was telling us, she was like, oh, we have a, a, a weekly conference call every Sunday. And here's the number. She rattled it off. And she was like, and here's the website. She rattled it off. And then she was like, and then if you want to hear the playback, here's the number. Mm-hmm. And then she started telling the stories about, you know, you know, just some miracles that happened to different people that she helped heal over the years. And she was recalling those things. And then she started telling the teaching about nutrition and all this stuff. And I was just so impressed with the agility of her mind. Yes. And she's 85 years old. And afterwards, after the meeting, she ended up having to leave early. But my new bestie, mm-hmm. <laughs> my 73-year-old bestie, I pulled her aside after a meeting. I said, how can I sit under Hiawatha? Mm-hmm. I said, like, I want her to teach me everything she knows. I was so like blown back by her. And it just helped to validate everything that you and I teach and do. Right. And you need that sometimes because this journey. All the time. All the time, truly. Because this journey to health can really be challenging. Or sometimes you just get weak. Like, you know what? I want cookies. You know? Or <laughs> even take your how well you're doing for granted. And then you see someone who's more elevated than you and you realize, wait a minute, let me step my game up. You know, maybe I'm not eating enough raw foods or maybe I'm, no, I'm going to stop eating french fries or no, I need to drink more water. Right. You know, it's it's good to just stay in that mindset and always get someone who has not even, is in a higher place, but just in a different place. Exactly. In a different space. Because I'm sure there's something you do. That she may not be doing, and something she's doing that you may not be doing. But if you get together, absolutely, and put your heads together, then you you have to win. Yes, like you get reminded of certain things. That person get reminded of certain things. That's why it's so important to stay with like mind. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the people who believe in the same thing as you. 100%. And that's exactly what it is. So like we tell you guys all the time to really inundate yourself in this lifestyle by making sure your timeline um, and the people you're physically around, the organizations and the social you know, and engagements that you go to um, are more geared to what your core values are because it makes it much easier. No matter how much we try, there's very few things mm-hmm. in life that we can do alone. Right. And so when you intentionally curate your environment, it makes it a, that much more easier. It does. You know what I mean? And whatever. And it's like giving you, you know how a lot of people will say, I don't have support. Sometimes your support system is coming from all these different sources that not necessarily even know 
you you're alive. I hate to put it that way because it sounds so it doesn't sound that comforting or that friendly. But honestly, when you get so familiar with who's and and that's another thing when we did the um the expo, you know, for Black Health Academy this weekend, and people were asking me like, well, why should we go to the Black Health Academy when there's all these free things out there? Mm. And I was saying like. That's the problem. There's all these free things out there. You want to get under one umbrella with someone that you trust, someone you know, someone whose value system mirrors your own or where you're trying to get to. Yes. You want to be, okay, I know she's certified in plant-based nutrition. I know that she has certain trainers that she works with. Like, You begin to get familiar with this community because it is a community. Yes. You should not be all over the place. Like, you know, there's certain people that I constantly follow and I constantly look to for, for help. And constantly look to for advice. They don't know me, but they're part of my community. So it's good that, um, you know, she has that going on and that you met her and that you were able to kind of, you know, did you, what, did you get to uh, meet her outside of that one time? No, oh, yeah. We're, um, me and my friend, we're going to take a um, trip up to Lansing because she's based out of Lansing, Michigan. Okay. So we're going to take a road trip up there and uh, take me to her healing center. And I just want to like, Listen to just her talk. Yeah, just yeah. breathe in her, the same air she's breathing because she was phenomenal. That's she was phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys are in Michigan, oh, and she, oh my God, it was so funny, Jay. So she said anybody can call her for anything. Mm-hmm. She said call me for whatever it is. If it's cancer, if it's hypertension, if it's diabetes, if it's weight loss, whatever. She said you can call me for anything. She gave out her number. I'm gonna give out her number too. She said, but what you cannot do is call me for the same thing twice. Oh, okay, you done been told. Jay, you done been told. You can call me a hundred times, but it better be a hundred different reasons because what I'm not going to sit here and do is convince you that you need to make this a priority. Where was she at when I first became certified? Where was she at? She you said, You can't call me for the same thing twice. Myself, Jay, people, Jay. And kept trying to reiterate the same thing I've already taught. Jay. Where was she? I almost fell out my seat. I said, tell oh, them again. Not do. What you not? You can call me a thousand what times free. What I won't free. allow. I'll coach you as many times as you need it, but not on that hypertension eight times in a row. My girl. What? My girl. What? I love it. I, I wish I would have. I would. I wish. Yes. I would have. All right. That's don't worry. Uh, don't worry. I will make sure you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I can't wait to say it. I want to interview her for the Black Health Academy. I'm gonna set somebody up. Just so, just so I can say it. Like, <laughs> what you been up to? Any struggles lately? <laughs> so I was like, I respect that so much because yes. as coaches, you repeat a thousand times. And you almost feel like uh, that's part of it. I would have never thought to be like, what you're not going to do. Is exactly. We're not going to keep readdressing this. There's too many other things to address. Wow. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I was so impressed with this woman. So again, guys, her name is Hiawatha Cromer. That name, Hiawatha, is yeah. so powerful. Um, but Hiawatha Cromer, she's a healer out of Lansing, Michigan. Um, and she has a healing center called Yahweh Healing Center. Her phone number is 517-256-2553. 517-256-2553. So absolutely. I, I know she do consultations for free. I don't know where it goes from there. But listen, you know, whatever you can do. Maybe the Black Health Academy won't be your, you know, your final stop in this thing. What We just want to give you guys the resources to make sure that, 
I didn't know or I didn't know where to go is not going to be your excuse. Mm -hmm. You know, if you drop the ball on this thing, you're going to have to take 100% responsibility for it. So that's our driven segment. Hiawatha, thank you so much for being a living example of what staying true to your core values can do for you, living a vegan lifestyle, a raw vegan plant-based lifestyle can do for you, and for adhering to your core values and helping others adhere to this lifestyle as well. Now for Wait What. Okay. Wait What is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? What? So real quick, exact same meeting. <laughs> I was at the board <laughs> meeting. And this is kind of what um, sparked the idea for this topic. So my friend Moselle, the 73-year-old woman, uh, at this board meeting, it was my first time meeting her husband, her husband, Anthony. And at this meeting, uh, we, we went around and everyone kind of introduced themselves to the board. And so when Anthony stood up, you know, he talked about, you know, I've been vegan mm-hmm. for four years. Mm-hmm. He said, I met Moselle. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, at that time, I was about 250 pounds. He was like, I was so out of shape and overweight that I could barely walk across the street. I was mm-hmm. in pain. I couldn't, you know, I could barely walk, period. I was in pain all the time. And I was on 13 medications. Mm-hmm. He was on 13 medications. He was like, I'm, I've, I've been vegan since I met Moselle. Now, mind you, Moselle is 73. Mm-hmm. He met her four years ago. Okay. Met her, not married her. I don't even know how long they've been married. They just met four years ago. Okay. This is the power of a black woman. She has, she's been vegan 30 years. Met him, got him all the way together. He's now down to 175 pounds and zero medications. Did I mention he was 85? Okay. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> Nailed it. Definitely. What? <laughs> Thank you. You met a woman at the age of 81 and went vegan and you lost nearly, you know, 70 pounds and got off of 30, 13 medications at the age of over 80. Okay. Take a moment of silence. Absolutely. That's the power of a black woman. That's the power of a plant-based lifestyle. It's so many. I was like, we need to talk about this because there's no way. You know what I'm saying? Over 80. Over 80. Shout out to him. Shout out to him for being receptive right. and willing and not feeling like, girl, I'm over 80. I'm just going to eat bacon and going to ride this train out. No. This black woman came in and was like, listen, sir, this is what's not going to happen. You're going to drop this weight. You're going to be agile. You're going to be fit. We about to travel. We about to live our best lives. And I just started a company myself over the age of 70. So you about to also sit on the board, do some work for that. I mean, we about to be out here. Mm. You know what I mean? And that goes to show what conviction of will do. Because I was just talking to you about when I um, asked someone, like, you know, they were like, ah, I did the whole no meat thing. And I actually liked it. And I asked her, was like, well, why did you stop? And, and they were like, well, you know, the men in my family, you know, they, they weren't having it. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, you lead that. Right. Whether or not they follow you doesn't matter. Right. You should have kept going with not eating meat. And then, and then with your conviction and, and how you felt about it and how you treated yourself... Some of the things would have rubbed off. Yeah. You may not have gotten a snap decision or I'm going to do this too. But 
as a woman, I do agree with you. We have hold a lot of power a and a lot of weight, especially in our home Absolutely. and in our relationship. Absolutely. A ton of power. And that's what made me want to talk about this because I think about, you know, in my own relationship and I just think about um, in a lot of my clients' relationships who are married. So I'm the, the wife's coach. I'm the wife's coach. But then after working with me for several weeks or several months, she's saying, yeah, I lost this much weight. And my husband, who you've never met or talked to, Lisa, has inadvertently lost 10 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? So when the woman of the house makes a decision that I'm going to be healthy, it's essentially saying we're now going to be healthy. Right. right? We're drinking more water, babe. We're getting ready to rid of the dairy, babe. We're getting rid of the refined sugar. We're not going out to eat as much. Right. So there is so much power that we as women hold. And I think it's really, really, really important to remember, ladies, that when you do this thing for yourself, you're essentially doing it for your family. And I cannot express that enough. So I just wanted to talk about that for a moment today because I just thought about when I went plant-based and after being plant-based and, you know, my energy going up, my skin popping, my hair popping, you know, the maintaining a healthy weight, uh, maintaining certain energy levels, sleeping better, my cognitive recall and my cognitive performance on a 10, my mate then said, you know what? I'm going to give up this meat thing. I'm going to try and give up this meat thing and see what happened. And it lasted a year, right? And so he's healthier because of it. He's lost weight because of it. Um, and he's thriving because of it. And it's all because of a choice I made. I didn't try and convince anybody else to do it. I simply made the choice and he benefited from it because in our households, Women carry the weight. We are the ones who make the purchasing decisions, the grocery decisions, the dining out decisions, the dinner decisions, most of us. And when that happens and we decide that we're going to try something new and we're going to replace the, the popping juice with water and we're going to eat more plant-based whole foods and we're going to get rid of the refined in the process, then essentially the whole house has no choice but to assimilate. And so that's so powerful to me. Yeah, especially when you know that, you know, you're being in that leader role. Yes. You know, sometimes you do things and you don't even know you're in that leader role. But especially to the women who are conscious of it. You know, like I knew for sure when I became more health conscious and, you know, cared about my fitness and my health and my wellness. I knew not only for my particular household, but for my sister's household and for my brother's household that mm. I know it's going to trickle. It's a trickle down effect. Absolutely. Because whether you admit it or not, you mimic certain behaviors. So you become a leader in your household, but now the things you're doing with your children and your husband, it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be giving my kids all of this popping, all of these things, right. and all of this, you know? So, Black women, especially because we're nurturers by nature. Mm -hmm. If I care about not, not giving my, I'm not going to do that to your kids. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, so when I start having birthday parties for my kids and I didn't, and I wasn't into health and wellness, I was getting all this candy and I was buying juice and I was buying all these different things. Mm -hmm. And now when you come to my kid's birthday party, I still get them pizza and a cake. You're not getting candy. You're getting water. It's not going to be, uh chips and everything everywhere like it's different now yes 
And so it, they don't even expect that. And when they come, the kids come in and they grab the water. And I want them to ask me, why? where's the pop? Where's it? Oh, I love it. I love when you ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad you asked. There is no pop or there is no juice. Right. And then you plant the seeds of what is not needed for you to have a good time. Absolutely. It's not needed because you know Auntie Jay cares if you have a good time. So if I'm going to plan this party and I'm going to invite all the kids and I'm going to do all this stuff and I say that there's there's not necessarily, you know, you don't need to have pop, you don't need to have juice, then now you're like, you don't have to go somewhere expecting it. Right. And you don't have to make that correlation between a good time and, and junk food. And junk food. Absolutely. You know, the, it's the small things that women can do. It doesn't have to be this big, broad thing. Right. Right. Yeah, we don't have to have broccoli at the birthday party, but you're right. right. Just eliminating the tree bags is a big deal. Right. It, it, eliminating the bowl of chips on the table is a big deal. The juice and the, and the, and the artificial. The right, because we talked about this before. Like, when did all the junk food automatically become a mandatory part of a celebration or a birthday or a kid's birthday party or something where well, they got to have treat bags because you know i was at a client's house today you know just recently and she's like oh yeah i went out and bought 90 candy bars because i'm making easter baskets for sunday for easter mm-hmm. and i'm like but why you know i was just thinking about it like it's not necessary per se but we associate certain events Easter, birthdays, you know, Halloween with that automatically means type 2 diabetes. And you know... (laughs) (laughs) I hate when you catch me. (laughs) Don't look me dead in my eyes like I I knew that was coming. You know you... (laughs) I begin in a moment. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, let's let's scratch that from the review. Can you edit that? Ain't no, ain't no rewind. This is this is what it is. It's too no. This real wrong. So obnoxious. Todd just called me a pretentious a hole because she said all vegans are. I said I'm not pretentious. I'm definitely not a hole. She's like, no, you actually are. (laughs) And then I was like, no, you think that because of your preconceived notions of how other vegans come off on. You know, we talk about this, right? As this was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Go! How did you prove her point? Go ahead." I told her how I almost like disassociated myself from somebody because they were eating like a gas station uh, like snack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "There's levels to eating junk food." I agree. Like, you know what I mean? You're so right. You're well, so there's right. There's levels to e- if, if you're, you're still go- eating gas station honey buns. That's what I said. I said the exact same thing. Gas station honey buns and those hostess, those orange cupcakes. There's no room for you in my life. There's no... So, vegan... I know this is where... I don't even know where this even comes. Doesn't matter. Go on. I'm going back to the subject in hand. Associations are dangerous. And you know how I know associations are dangerous? Have you ever met someone and they say you remind them of someone? Uh Uh-huh. And they've treated you in a different way because... Like, I've seen an older woman... Like, you remind me of my such and such. Mm. And they are automatically more affectionate towards me. Mm. Oh, look at, come over here. Don't she remind you? And because of that association with whatever they already have an affection for. Right. They treat me in a man. I may not be anything like that. I might be a villain. But because you love your grand or you love this, your, you know, this girl you used to work with, you're automatic, automatically you know, treating me with more affection and nostalgia and things like that. And that's how certain food is. Like, oh, 
the, the hot dog is the baseball game. And right, the, right. And, you know, the spaghetti. Remember, we used to all crawl around. So, as a black woman, you have to be mindful of the things that you're putting in your children and your husbands and in your friendships, even when you're having a party. Like, oh, okay, we got to have all of the... You know the Hennessy or all of the right. the Ciroc or it go, you can it actually comes to change yes. the the what people relate to when it comes to a good time in their mindset. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. You know, like I was just telling you, um, I was just talking to a friend, and they were saying like for my birthday, I don't want to do all of this uh, drinking all this alcohol, and I was like, you can actually change what your birthday is even about. It can be about you can like just flip the script and not do that and not do that and do something completely opposite now it could be about running i'm gonna get up in the morning i'm gonna go run right and now and then when i leave there i'm gonna go to the library and pick out a a, a interesting book that's going to um, teach me something i want to learn something new on my birthday then and but the reason why it's so important for this particular um topic for the effects of a black woman is because we're responsible most of the time for, for setting these tones in our homes and in our relationships, yes, you know, yes. like men don't, like I was telling my sister when she was mad at my brother for not sending her a thank you card, men don't think of thank you cards. I'm sorry. Right. That's more, pri- you know, that's primarily our job. 100%. So and when it comes to wanting to change certain things in your home, okay, you know what? I'm tired of people walking with shoes on in my home. When remember, you set that rule, that's the new rule. That's the new rule. That's and what... then everybody, oh, okay, why don't you want shoes? Because it tracks in this and it tracks in that. And it's your job to kind of make that the standard. Yes. You know, the gold standard, as, Absolutely. They, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah, because when I went plant-based, Troy is not plant-based. He gave up meat for a year. Troy is not plant-based. But he's the closest thing to it. Mm -hmm. Meat doesn't come in our house. Dairy doesn't come in our house. Mm -hmm. If we go out somewhere or we go to a dinner with friends or something, he might order it. Or if somebody's cooking something, he'll eat it. And I don't bark at him because he's essentially 70% 70 vegan because of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there is no qualms about it. You know, well, he, he still eats meat, so I'll cook him something. Unless you don't. Unless you don't. You know what I mean? Unless you don't. Because here's my thing. Even with the children... If it's not healthy for you and you've decided to make a change in your life, why would you give it to them and essentially set them up to be in your position 10, 15, 20 years from now? Right. Mm -hmm. Like you. Why do they still get dairy and sugar and meat? But you're trying to give it up and transition like you clearly understand the value in taking these acidic, toxic mucus causing things out of your diet and your life. Mm Why would you still feed it to the people that are closest to you or allow them to have it? Because, and this is a whole nother topic that we were talking about offline, our compassion or our fear mm-hmm. of, you know, hurting somebody's feelings or not um, wanting to always please people and be a people pleaser and make sure that everyone is okay. But we have to create some type of level of armor and say, F your feelings. I know what's best for you. I know what's best for us. I know. And this, you're going to be upset, but there's no more McDonald's. Until you're not upset. Until you're not upset. It doesn't, it doesn't stay. I'm not going to make you a hamburger and then make me, you know, a quinoa salad with black beans. It's not going to, why would I continue to pump this poison into you just because you don't have weight to lose? But as we also talk about the path of the least resistant, you know, it is hard for people to get their kids to 
switch over or their or their spouse. Usually, the spouse is harder. Oh, for sure, agree. Um, to switch over to this now this new plan because you done changed your mind. Now you've been eating Wendy's and Taco Bell with me. Now you want to get plenty. Now you want to cook us a quinoa salad. And right. Now you want to make us eggplant parmesan and now you, uh-uh. You do that for you. Me and the kids or uh, at least me. You and the kids can eat that. Like people are so resistant. Not to mention they don't, they think it's, you know, disgusting or whatever even before they try it but also yes. because they're like who are you to tell me now that you've changed right. your life what I'm going to eat. The only thing that can offset that is conviction and, and consistency. A hundred percent. You can't just slip in a, re- a slice of pizza right quick and think, but still. Right, but uh, listen to what I had said. No, you know, right. No. You have to lead from the front with your actions. Words mean nothing. You're hundred mm-hmm. percent right. So if you're trying to get healthy, you're trying to lose weight, you're, you want the best for your family and friends and everybody, your health, your babies. You have to start with yourself, but then also you have to put your foot down about what will and won't fly any longer in this house. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And what will and won't fly no longer in this social club or with the girls. I remember a client a couple months ago, I was coaching her and she's like, Lisa, my birthday's coming up and I'm so excited. She was like, but I am so worried. She was like, because I'm going to go out to friends with my, out to dinner with my friends and I want to pick a place where everybody can be. Please. She's like, I no longer eat the meat and dairy, you know, since working with you. She's like, but all of my friends still do. Mm -hmm. I was like, so? I was -hmm. like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I did last year for my birthday. I was like, I had a day celebrating Black-owned businesses in the city of Detroit. I was like, we went to lunch at, you know, Detroit Vegan Soul. Mm -hmm. I was like, only two of us were completely plant-based at the time. I had what? Like close to nine, ten people show up. Mm -hmm. And they all showed up and not one person, when I told them where we were going, only, only response I got was okay. Not one person, but what I'm going to eat, what I said, listen, when you're convicted in what you do and you live your lifestyle that way, people will assimilate. And not only that, people secretly kind of want to know what the hype is about, or let me try it. Let me sample this. Right. I was like, so do what you, what's best and what's in line for you and also you're you're really doing what's best in line for them they just don't know it yet mm-hmm. you know what i mean and don't try and find a restaurant where they can eat all the meat and cheese and crap that they want and then you can get a plant-based meal too just go to a plant-based restaurant it's one day a week it's your birthday true friends will understand you know but we try and accommodate people like well he still like his sugar she still like her you know her pop i'm i'm gonna still buy it for her. what but you've given it up. You're very well aware. Yeah, it's weird to go against your core values. I remember um, when I was talking to someone and we were like having a debate about something and they were like, uh, well, if you win, uh, I'll, I forgot what they would do. Oh, they'll be vegan for a week. Oh yeah. And then if I, if they won, I will eat a piece of chicken. I said, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. Like for real. Those were the terms. Yeah. I was like, you actually think I will go? You think that they that is my values are that loose to you that I will actually eat it? Why would you even want me to? You as a as a friend of mine shouldn't even want to see me go that hard against something that you know I believe. Right. In. I was like that. That kind of was like I don't like that. Yeah. Because that if you. It's, this is not on fly by night. I just started this last night. You know how hard I am. You've never seen me sample, uh, you know, let me get a little piece of your burger. You've, never. So 
you will want me to do that. So for what? You know, uh-huh. for what? Like Agreed. when someone is has conviction and someone is passionate about you something, support them in that. You support them in that. And you demand that they adhere to it. And you demand. You know what I'm saying? Like we it. go out. I might not even be on the, the financial thing or whatever. But if you tell me you are, I'm like, no, Jay, you're not spending that money. You said you weren't doing that. Right. What's happening? Right. You know what I mean? Regardless of what I'm doing in my life. If your friend has set up a plan for themselves to win, you mm-hmm. make sure you're the first person slipping on that jersey. Like, we all about to win. Exactly. I'm not going to let you fall off. I'm mm-hmm. on this team with you. Right. You so know what I mean? For her birthday, she should have definitely felt comfortable Absolutely. saying, hey, although, I get it. Although. Oh, yeah. Completely get I, it. I, I kind of avoid saying, hey, let's all go out to Seva. You know, that's a plant-based restaurant. Because I, I, what I would hate is that I invite you here, you buy this food. Because, you know, that meal, our food is not cheap. And you don't like it. Right. And I'm feeling bad, like, dang, you know? But then my counter argument is like, same thing happens in the opposite direction. You take me somewhere and I try and get a plant based meal that they make, and I don't like it. Right. That's right. true. That's true. But I guess but I we, more, we're more comfortable with suffering than letting somebody else I'm suffer. I'm a lot more comfortable with suffering because yeah. it's, it's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have a, a, a real rhyme or reason why. It's just, you know, I, I just know that um, people are resistant and reluctant. And, and if you do come to, I, I, like, I really want you to enjoy this Enjoy experience. it. Yeah, because you're right. Because you know what? I think people associate their first, you know, experience with any type of plant-based lifestyle with the overall you know, experience of the plant-based lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a veggie burger that's not yummy or because most people experience the, the plant-based lifestyle for the first time through some artificial synthetic meat replacement or something like that, right? right. And so they automatically say, oh, no, Lisa, I tried your fake sausage. I tried I your fake, fake cheese, yeah. cheese and it was disgusting. That lifestyle is not for me. And I'm like, hey, I don't even eat that stuff. Right. You know, so it's a very important to remember that don't discount a whole, you know, lifestyle or something just because you had one bad experience. Like, mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, you're giving it a true go at it, especially if you know it's what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you know, I'm low-key, you know, lactose intolerant. I really know I shouldn't be putting this in my body. It messes me up every time. I know how sugar affects me. I know I get inflamed. I know it's messing with my autoimmune disease or my arthritis or my asthma, right? I know the mucus and I'm constantly sniffing and draining. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but you're living so chronically in your dysfunction that it's become an extension of you. And also because it was never taught that it was chronic dysfunction, mm. or that it was dysfunction at all. Mm. Like when you said lactose intolerant, I cringe every time I hear that. I cringe every time I hear that word because how do you associate something that you were never supposed to have with being intolerant of it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm getting punched in the face intolerant. Like, of course you are. (laughs) You shouldn't be getting punched in the face. Can we really lay in really intolerance? Wouldn't be, (laughs) what? That don't even go together. Yo. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm sucker punch intolerant. uh... Right, like, what? So if there's some people who's not intolerant to be like no nobody is supposed to. <laughs> this shouldn't even be happening. We're not supposed to be tolerating it. They trying to make it seem like something wrong with us. It's something wrong with people who try to put this off onto us. Find out. 
<laughs> real talk. I real love, talk. That's real talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sugar intolerant. We all are, baby. Yes, <laughs> we all are. We all I are. I love Don't it. Trying to put this, like this is a dysfunction on my part. Right, right, yeah. right. Like I can't eat that. My 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 daughter isn't though, so she can have cheese. So oh, it drives me insane. Dang. I'm like, no, yes. no, no, yes. no, no. Absolutely. Somehow she's overwritten, you know, overrode the system. That's why she can tolerate it. And, Her and, body was not meant to tolerate that. Yes. Your, yours is right. Why are you upset? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to need you to calm down. Okay. Let's switch it no real quick. Problem. I want to talk about Pop J because I want to get a people this. I did a, um, a seminar, a workshop yesterday at the mm-hmm. Department of Veteran Affairs in downtown Detroit. And... Uh, two of the women in the room, we got to talking about nutrition, and one woman was like, so you're saying I need to give up my Pepsi? And the other lady was like, you said I need to give up my two cans of Coke a day? And I said, yes. And immediately. Mm. The quicker, the better. Right? And so I was like, you know what? Let's bring this to the podcast and just you know, educate people on the impacts of soda on your body, on your weight, um, and, you know, give them a couple tips on how they can start breaking the habit because flat out soda is one of the worst things you can put in your body. Definitely. Have you looked at a label recently? Oh, my God. The high fructose corn syrup, the caramel cup. And depending on what it is, you know, because, you know, now they have like red Mountain Dew, red squirt and all that stuff. Right. So you got red number this, yellow number this, blue number this. It is so phenomenally, phenomenally toxic. It is very toxic. It's so toxic. So I wanted to, you know, real quick, you know, kind of educate you guys on the effects of soda pop on your body, on your diet. It's one of those things that you should never consume. We understand, number one, that it's an addiction, Mm -hmm. right? You're not addicted to the pop. You're addicted to the sugar. And so I do want to make it very clear that we're not under the impression that it's just easy to go cold turkey or even mm-hmm. to reduce it. We understand all that. But our jobs here at the Black Health Academy is definitely to make sure that you're completely informed so that when if there's ever any complications, the I did not know will not be your excuse. Okay. Right? So I just want to talk first about what exactly drinking soda does to your body. Mm-hmm. When you first put soda in your mouth, the very first thing that's impacted is your tooth enamel, Mm -hmm. right? And so the sugar in the soda begins to erode the enamel on your teeth, leading to cavities. First and foremost, before it even gets in your system, you're eroding your teeth. I heard somebody say one time on the health, I think it was um, Sean on the Model Health podcast. He's like, your teeth ain't nothing but muscles you can see. I was like, ew. Funny sidebar, but I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> 32 of them. Yeah, 32, 32 muscles. muscles you just can see. But anyway, so when you first drink soda, it begins to erode your tooth enamel, right? So mm-hmm. you're working towards cavities right away. So if you have a two liter a day habit, a one pop a day habit, a two cans a day habit, I mean, you have your habits, just know that that grill is <laughs> coming out. It's, it's on its way out. <laughs> You gave that up. You sacrificed that. That's the first sacrifice on your pop habit. Um, the second one I want to really know is that we talk about a lot about the sugar, the sugar, the sugar. But your body is not only addicted to the sugar and the soda, it's addicted to the caffeine. So we have a double double whammy here, right? So we have the sugar, guys, and we have the caffeine in the soda. So when we talk about 
um, giving up these things and, and, and depending on how much you consume it, you're going to go through a detox period where you're essentially like, like a regular drug, you're craving it. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have severe headaches, mm-hmm. severe mood swings, you know, I mean, all type of uh, repercussions when you try and take it out of your diet. And so it's important to note that the more you drink this stuff, the more you nurse this addiction right. of not just sugar, but also caffeine. I think we kind of ignore the caffeine part. Yeah, I ignore that a lot because I'm so concerned about the sugar. Right. You know? Right, right. So the eroding your tooth enamel is one. The, the physiological addiction to the sugar and the caffeine is two. The high fructose corn syrup. I know that's your bag right there. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, because, you know, they did a whole campaign, a whole campaign on trying to convince us that high fructose corn syrup was not bad for us. They had this sweet looking, uh, bohemian looking lady um, talking to her friend in the park. And uh, one lady was like, uh, she had a child. And uh, she was like, um, yeah, I don't want to give this to him because he this has high fructose corn syrup. And her friend, like, the bohemian, pure looking one, was like, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Um, fruit corn, you know, high fructose corn syrup is just corn. It's just syrup. Right. And they kind of laughed together, and they and the lady gave her child. It it was the most. I couldn't believe that they were pushing this onto society. Like, don't be ridiculous. You know what corn is. You know what syrup is. Like, what's the problem? Industry giants. Industry. There's a huge number one. Although sugar is bad for you. But it, your liver doesn't even process high fructose corn syrup the same way it does. Like your liver has to, I think it, it processes high fructose corn syrup totally by itself. <laughs> like it does the, the whole entire job where the other organs kind of chip in to process the sugar. When it breaks down the glucose, that's right. Right. But with high fructose, no, that's why we're getting, you know, like this uh, liver disease. What Fatty, liver. Fatty liver. Fatty liver. There you and go. It's, and it's just, it contributes to so many problems because it's not meant for us to be consuming especially not it's, in this rate it's a synthetic sweetener made from corn it's a syrup made from corn our bodies metabolize high fructose corn syrup totally different from any other sweetener so listen if anything you consume whether it's the pop or anything else because high fructose corn syrup is running rampant through all of our food right <laughs> if you read the label sound like, a, like a villain or a- it is a villain it is a villain truly because here's the deal on high fructose corn syrup guys the reason it's used in such abundance in food is because the big food companies actually get kickbacks they get subsidies from the federal government when they use it because it cheapens the process of producing mm-hmm. the food and I'm using air quotes so understand that when Pepsi and Coca-Cola and ConAgra Foods and all these huge food companies use high fructose corn syrup, the government subsidizes their costs for producing their foods, whereby making them more money. Mm-hmm. So high fructose corn syrup is one of the most, one of the worst things you can put in your body. So here's what I want you guys to do. Every time, we've probably said it before in this podcast, but your goal in life is to make your diet 80 to 90% label free. Right. Meaning you're, there isn't even a label to read and try and guess what's in it, right? You're just buying fresh onions, fresh sweet potatoes, fresh asparagus, you know, fresh fish. You're just buying fresh food there. There is no label. But when you do buy things that do have a label, you know, your pasta sauces, your, your peanut butters, your drinks, I want you to look on the label. 
Here's the thing. I don't care about calories, sugar, fat, fiber, protein. Forget trying to decipher the label on how much of each you should have. Your goal is to look at the ingredients, right? The ingredients tells us what we need to know. We'll figure out the rest later. If in the ingredients you see sugar, any type of syrup, any word that ends in O-S-E, anything that ends in O-S-E is a sugar, fructose, galactose, dextrose, those are all sugars, then you want to put it back and choose something else. Any syrups, any high fructose corn, any honey, all that stuff, right? So your goal, if you see high fructose corn syrup in the ingredients, whether it's something you're just buying for your kids, for your husband, but you're not going to put it in your body, if you see it in the ingredients, you need to put it back because it's extremely toxic to your health. And it's one of the worst things you can put in your body. Like Jay said, it leads to fatty liver disease. It leads to weight gain. And I have a whole list of things. It leads dehydration. Dehydration. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal how toxic this is for our bodies. And that is what you're getting when you're drinking this pop. Yeah. And, but, uh, Okay, so we said we were going to do some tips on how to wean. So were you done with the... Um... No, something else that you that is wrong with pop. The erode your enamel, caffeine and sugar addiction, high fructose corn syrup, the extra calories, and the colorants. The colorants. The colorants. I want to mention that. Definitely mention that because there's so many different colors to attract adults, though. It's not... I could see if it was kids like, okay, here's $5, go buy what you want. Kids come back with this big blue pop like, look what I found. I get it. I get why you as a child in your child mind would think this is amazing. But I, I'm so confused how an adult with all of this information because when we, you know, when I, when I was in my 20s, I didn't have like all this influx of information from all these different websites telling me there's no excuse these days. You know, a blue pop and a red pop and all these different things are not good for you. They're not natural. And they have all these, you know, additives, all these dyes and all these different colors. I don't understand how they can come up with this blue pop and this purple pop and all this different stuff. And you know that this is not a natural color and it's not good for you. And you're still like so impressed that you're dead wrong. Listen to you like the baby. I'm looking at your face like you don't. Uh, you don't. No, you dead wrong, Jay. The influx of information is on your timeline, boo. It's what you do. It's what you live and breathe. Everybody else's timeline is not filled with filled with new nutrition articles and the detriments of chemicals in your food. <laughs> oh no, boo. No, no, that's you. That's you. Oh, that's oh. your email. That's your timeline. The average person is not inundating with this content. And they're definitely not reading as deep into it. You ain't going to see colorants on nobody's timeline unless, unless it's something they seek out. You might see something that, that's <laughs> trending in modern society. Like, yeah, hey, it turns out, you oh. know, fried foods is not good for us. Or what's this big thing with this plant-based diet that everybody is doing? But, boo. <laughs> Call me boo one more time. I swear to God. <laughs> Boo bear, you ain't. <laughs> you are completely wrong. No, Jay. People, there is a there is a a tremendous amount of ways that people would not know this information. They're number one. <laughs> they're not seeking it out. They're not interested Dang. in it. They just they do what makes them happy. <laughs> so <laughs> they drink what makes them happy. They eat what makes them happy. And you know, because you know all the algorithms for the internet, right? Feeds you what you normally yeah. search for, yeah. right? So if you into waist trainers, 
fat burning pills, you know, trash TV, you know, gossip sites, you know, maybe so let's talk something positive. You're into entrepreneurship, you're into religion, you're into, you know, raising, you know, you know, bright children. That's what's coming up in your timeline. But the average person, you know, it's not getting this content. So there is, I can totally see how somebody would not understand how a red or bright royal blue pop is not good for them. So, no. Let's just end the podcast. Is there any hope? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally feel like, uh, yeah, well, never well, mind. Right. I, we never had a shot. No, we're going to do what we can. There's one person today that's hopefully listening who's like, okay, you know, and that's, that's you know, then we've done our job because these colorants in these foods and drinks, guys, are one of the most toxic chemicals you can put in your body. Uh, was, who was that food babe uh, who is a mm-hmm. food activist um, in the U.S.? Is she took on Kraft Foods, right? And she sued Kraft Foods for the yellow dye that they put in the box macaroni and cheese. And, um, you know, her whole thing was, you know, that when Kraft makes box macaroni and cheese for Europe and uh, Canada and some of these other countries, those dyes are banned in those countries, right. so they don't put them in there. But in the U.S., because they're not banned, they still put them in our foods. And so it has been proven time and time again that these, you know, dyes and these colorants, blue number this, red number this, yellow number this, are so toxic. Do you know how they make the uh, red Skittles red? No. With crushed bugs, dead bugs. Oh yeah, and that's in like Starbucks smoothies and everything. And well, Starbucks see- stopped using it. Star- oh, Starbucks Starbucks has stopped using it because of just the grotesque <laughs> grotesqueness of it all. But I mean, the way they get these colorants and, and, and they're so synthetic and crap. I guess everybody gets the point. But these things in these sodas, guys, have to go. My thing about the bugs is, isn't that better than you know them going to make shut up, shut up, shut up right now. Don't don't say another word. You gonna you gonna have somebody thinking it's okay to do okay, a pop? Never mind. Let's move on. I mean, well, they they allow maggots in like canned mushrooms, for example. So you know, if you want to use the whole bug argument, I guess. <laughs> okay. What you saying is natural. It's. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that it's yeah better than them using. Some Something, chemical. Right. Yeah. They got to put on a face mask for. Right. I mean, you know, that, like, why is your whole body suited up to make Skittles? <laughs> you, know you, got, you got the whole hazmat suit right. on for a red Skittle. Right. Put something that's going in the Easter basket this weekend. Like, wait, what? Yo, that was scary. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. So what does drinking pop lead to? So we, we ran down what is in it and what it's doing to your body, right? It's, you know, eroding your, you know, enamel. You're physiologically addicted to the caffeine and sugar. The high fructose corn syrup is completely poisoned. You're getting the extra calories and gaining weight. And then you have the colorants, what are, which are taking a toll and leading to disease. And so very specifically, some of the things that drinking pop on a regular basis leads to includes weight gain. We all know that one. Fatty liver disease. So that's literally fat in on or around your liver which can typically lead to cirrhosis and then typically leads to uh, gastrointestinal bleeding which leads to liver failure which leads to liver cancer right so we have fatty liver disease that these are artificial and processed and refined sugars lead to then we have um diabetes type 2 diabetes right so your body then becomes um insulin resistant 
And so your blood sugar level is light rising, your body is releasing insulin if you're type 2, and your body cannot use the insulin. Your body is becoming resistant to the insulin, and so the blood sugar is staying in your blood versus being moved into your cells to create energy. So now we have insulin resistance because of the soda. Then we also have sleep disruption, right? And so your brain is not producing the melatonin and all the other hormones that are needed for healthy sleep, right? Because of the caffeine and the sugar on a regular basis. Then we have hormones hormonal disruption because of the pop. And so not only the insulin hormone, but also leptin, which is a hormone that triggers your body to stop eating. So the sugar from all of the soda disrupts your leptin and your insulin. So now we have hormonal disruption. Um, Next, um, we also have, uh, and then we already talked about the cavities. So there's a ton of reasons why you should stop drinking soda today because Jay, I think part of the issue is the education. Nobody thinks soda is good for them. Well, I could be wrong. But I think is that they're using just, I don't, I know it's not good for me, but I don't know 100% why. Because I haven't got really specific about what those things is and coupled with this addiction, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I see how we look so silly to each other sometimes. I'm like, oh, you think that's what it is? How about it tastes delicious? (laughs) My grandma drunk and she ain't dead. First off, my mama, you know, we didn't have pop in our household. What's the problem? I don't think it go that. I don't see the correlation between (laughs) fatty liver. I don't think it's that deep. I just think it's delicious. I knew what I was saying today makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You right. (laughs) I hate water. Water's gross. Right. Don't have a flavor. It's it's real simple. And, And again, that's where it goes to the woman of the household when i tell people they look at me like i'm literally abusing my kids i do not buy juice i do not buy pop there ain't no juice boxes which are let's not even get on how they're not healthy all it oh. is is a whole bunch of processed oh uh, gosh mess that they done extracted the nutrients and just basically gave you the shit it's 100 apple juice but it doesn't it, minus the nutrients right so really you're just giving them sugar sugary Exactly. And we don't have to talk about that on another another episode, but you're so right at how people literally think you're punishing your kid when you don't give them sugar. I've literally been called um, a bad parent, I think it was. Shut up. Yeah, I told you it was years ago, but this guy called me um, a mean mama. That's what it was, a mean mama, because I told him my kids did not eat McDonald's. And he was like, oh, you eat. Y'all got to in front of them. Wow. That's the part that got me, in front of them. And I'm like, no. And his daughter, meanwhile, is super overweight. And I'm like, how can people not see? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like, yeah, to me, mama. you're like the mom of the year for not yeah, giving your kid you. McDonald's. And they don't, and the thing is, they don't ask for McDonald's. You know, Morgan, oh, you we just talked about that when the kid and the teacher thought she was giving her a reward with McDonald's and she's like, uh, I thought she was giving me a reward. That, that's by far one of the funniest stories. <laughs> so well, hold on, tell the people because I forgot it. I, you just reminded me of it the other day. So it was a competition going on in the classroom or something. Yeah. And the teacher was like, Whoever wins, I'm gonna give them a gift certificate to McDonald's. Yeah. And what did Morgan say? I thought you was giving. I thought it was some real sarcastic about like I thought you know it was supposed to be a gift, not a punch or something like that. Like right, why are you giving me McDonald's? That's not a reward. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, because I have been spewing to them over and over again how much it's poison, and she it it clicked like 
We don't eat McDonald's. Right. So and we have insisted they don't ask for it. We don't pass down. Like, oh, can I have a Sunday? Can I have a nothing? Right. McDonald's is dead to them. <laughs> <laughs> Juice is dead to them. Pop is dead to them. Now I'm not saying when they go out and about, they don't they act like they never seem like they've been in the desert and they need pop to survive. That's how much they don't get it. Like, ooh, pop, ooh, this, ooh, that. It's right. almost embarrassing. It's a treat. Because they don't get it. Right. I don't give it to them. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying that I can't completely block my kids, but I do the be- the damn sure the best that I can. And and just alone in the home, if you don't get, I mean, as soon as they get thirsty, they just get water. Yeah. It's not, I'm telling you, parents, it's not a big deal for you to cut your kids off a of pop and, and, and juice. Yes. yes, juice is not healthy. Um, and, and that's a good point because... I don't know why we believe it's okay for them, but not for us. Like we're raising many us's, you know? And so why not give them an easier go at this thing and not have them already addicted to it? You know, I was talking to a young lady today. So one of my clients, you know, he's in his forties, but I was coaching him and his his daughter was there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, bring her out here. And we started talking about her sugar addiction and she's sugar every single day. She's 17. She's sugar every single day brownies, whatever she, all this crap, right? And she's a little overweight. She's just got a full scholarship to Eastern Michigan University. She'll be leaving for college soon. She'll be staying on campus. I said, listen, I read her the riot. I was like, this is exactly what needs to happen before you go away from school. Because when you get out of your parents' home, you're going to have even more freedom to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The college campus, the cafeteria, you're going to have this endless supply of junk, I was like, I need you to be already in control of this so you won't 10 years after college now be fighting to get this weight off or reverse a disease or get off a medication. I said, I went to school. I gained all this weight. I lost it. And now I understand the importance of my health. My job is to skip that step for you. Right? So she has to do a sugar journal for me. I said, I want you to record every single time you eat sugar. I was like, here's your goal. I set out metrics for when she could have sugar and when she couldn't. You know, and then we went over to what exactly she does in her body. 17. You know what I mean? And so, and I've already got her dad pretty much off sugar, her mom pretty much off sugar, but you know, same thing with them. They just focus on them. But when daughter comes in eating brown, they don't stop her. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, boom, we're going to do this family style because don't think that their age, I don't know why people think age means your body can handle it. You young. I think because you look different. It's like, oh, you know. You still running around playing. Flat stomach. You, you spray Whatever. Right. Yeah. You don't look like me. I got issues. I got to do this. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But you want to hear something really interesting? So, someone who shall, rename, who shall remain nameless and their parents who shall remain nameless. <laughs> so, the child is black excellence. He's going to be, a, he's you know, into everything. He's National Honor Society. He's, um you know, going to be a doctor. I mean, he's in everything, straight A's. So he just went off on a weekend trip Mm -hmm. for the National um, Honor Society. And, uh, you know, I was over his house when he got back. And he immediately poured some pop. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, you still drink this and this. He was like, oh, because I missed pop. I didn't have pop all weekend. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Right. You went somewhere with... You know, that was multicultural. And they gave you guys just water. Mm. 
and and they didn't try to you know riddle your body with sugary things and then they treated you you know your body as if it really is your temple and, yep. and it really is your vessel to get you to where you need to go yes i'm not saying they didn't give them any junk but they didn't overload them with crap but then you get back home and it's like where's the pot you went without it all weekend you assimilated quick quickly quickly you didn't go off campus like hey listen i'm gonna need this where's pot. the right <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you went with the flow so it's like, man, parents, please, women, please, you are the leaders. Yes. Don't throw that trash out for your kids. Show them a different way. They don't have to deal with diabetes. They don't have to deal with high blood pressure. They don't have to deal with all that stuff. If you, if you, you know, if you're a trailblazer, just, you know, blaze the way. Let, let them know what direction they should be going. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. And lead from the front. Do it yourself. Real quickly, before we get into the pledge and... Um, we're going to finish off with one of my new favorite songs that you told me was Old as Dirt. Um, what? <laughs> the stuff we talk about offline is just okay. <laughs> I'm all like, oh, Jay, I want to play my jam on the podcast today. you like, yeah, uh, that song been out forever, Lisa. Uh, right. You know, whatever. I, I think, mean, but enjoy it. You know, yeah, I just kind of clean it up. Enjoy it. Do you. <laughs> do you. I support I mean, whatever you do. Right. Is that song still in rotation? You're a joke. You're a jerk. Um, so what? You know, I don't listen to radio. I don't know what's happening. But every now and then, you know, I hear a song I like. <laughs> Wait. First of all, did you say, have you heard this song? Was that your words? <laughs> like, of course. Stay woke. That's my jam. I didn't know it was old as dirt, but I like it. We're going to play it on the podcast today. But before we do, um, we gave you the science. We gave you a very compelling argument about why sugar is crap. So real quick, we're going to run down some ways you can start eliminating it from your life because that's the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. Like we get it, Lisa. We know it's bad for us, but where do I even begin? Because I have this addiction. So, um, a couple of things I want to mention. Number one, one 20 ounce bottle of soda takes about five miles of walking or jogging or 50 Ooh. minutes of, you know, exercise to work it off. That's number 50. one, 50, five, zero, um, and that's just a 20-ounce bottle. You know, most people are drinking more than 20 ounces a day. So understand the impact that it has and how much work it takes to reverse um, the caloric intake and the sugar intake. But a couple of things you can do to start eliminating your uh, soda habit is, number one, you can actually dilute it. So add water to it. You know, helps you drink less. Roll your eyes if you want to, Jay. You never know. Somebody might use this tip. Bring it back. I didn't appreciate your eye roll. I didn't. I didn't appreciate your eye roll. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, you 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 know what? You really out of line this podcast. First of <laughs> no, all, it doesn't matter. I'm sick they of you. They weren't supposed to know I rolled my eyes, um, but I'm sick of you. I'm sitting here. You, we supposed to be on the same team. I don't like to see people dilute their pop. I don't care. Some people need to dilute their juice. People got to start where they are. Jay, what you want them to do? Go cold turkey because that's your method for everything, huh? <laughs> Now the babies need some tips they can use. You, every- why don't they just get, get a pop and pour ninety percent of it out and take a sip? Nice try. Open it up and pour it out the drain. Yeah, when I first started doing, you sound like a fool. <laughs> no, and you know I got that t- man. Okay, listen, it works. I told you when I first stopped wanting to eat certain things, I would get whatever I wanted, like let's say a cookie, and I would immediately break the cookie and throw it down in the trash or pour some water on it or do something where I wouldn't eat it. So I'll say it's a level of willpower that's unmatched by most anything. <laughs> I know. I think it's a phenomenal tip. But the ability to do that in the beginning, yo. 
<laughs> it's tough. You want me to get this brand new beautiful cheesecake, this pound cake, <laughs> this fresh soda with the fizz. Off, off with his head off top before I even take a top. first sip. Off top before you get because when you take that bite, that's when it gets dangerous. Right, the floodgates are open. Yeah. No, you gotta do it before. No, I agree with you, honey, but um I was given like the super begin yeah, you know, I kinda you like You are you <laughs> No <laughs> You like You know we always say that makes the person feel so superior. No, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> Baby doll Listen. cheek face, I hear you. <laughs> no, you what? Those pet names will minimize your whole soul. Right. Uh, listen, darling. I love books. All right. <laughs> I get it. I get you. No, yeah, you cute. Oh, and the word little. Oh my God. Uh, I like your little advice. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I heard little. you got a new little job. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespectful. Right. Bro, I just got promoted to CEO of the whole country. What you mean? You heard you got a new little job. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, pet names and the word little are the ultimate level of disrespect. Yeah, is it as you just said? Okay, go on. Uh, anyway, sweetie, listen. So, <laughs> some tips that Jay may or may not agree with for helping you to get rid of your soda My eyes habit. are bugged right now. I'm not rolling them <laughs> at all. Uh, definitely diluting a little bit with water. Um, but my first tip for everybody is always to stop bringing it in the house. Mm-hmm. So at least if you want a soda, it has to be a chore to get. So you go out mm-hmm. and you get a soda, right? But the fact that it's walking distance in your kitchen is a whole 24 case is no longer an option. A whole two liter in the refrigerator is no longer an option. So the first thing you need to do to get rid of this soda habit is stop bringing it in the house. It's too convenient. It's too accessible. We haven't built up the willpower. If you haven't, go back and listen to the last episode where we talk about the three main characteristics you need to you know, be successful in weight loss and maintaining weight loss. Um, so get rid of it out of the house. Also, um, make it a reward versus the first thing you have with a meal. So like I was telling some clients today, I said, okay. For me personally, red wine is my thing, right? right? But I'm not allowed red wine until I finish my gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. So you can do the same thing with soda. If you're going to have you a soda, make it a reward and not a norm. Right. So, okay, your goal is to drink half your body weight in ounces per day. So if that's 100 ounces of water for you, you have that 100 ounces of water and then you right. have a soda, right? right? So let's max- make sure we're maximizing that water because that sugar in that soda is extracting moisture from your cells. It's called causing neuropathy is causing an acidic environment in your body so at least we can make sure we're more alkaline with more water um another thing you can do is to know your triggers so that you talk about triggers a lot yeah because i know i see it in myself and i know how to fight it you know because self-awareness is everything but i can very much see how if you aren't aware how you can easily fall into the trap of triggers. And that could be just, you know, like now going, I just told you too, that I didn't go out because I know when I go out, I automatically think I'm supposed to be buying some type of something. And the place that I was going to just didn't have anything that aligned with, you know, my goals right now. Right. So knowing your, if you are the type of person that goes out, then when you go out, you have to drink uh, you have to buy pop with your meal. You have to eat fried foods. Then, you know, maybe you shouldn't be going. You're not strong enough to go out right now. That's right. just, the, you know, the long and the short of it. So, you know, knowing your triggers, maybe certain people, you know, some people's closest, you know, the person who should be helping them the most is the person that's bringing them down. 
thinking that they're helping. Like, I know you've been trying to eat healthy, but I know you miss fat burger. And they bring them something, you know, from their favorite, that used to be their favorite or possibly still is, but you're not eating it. Yes. So, that's your trigger. Let them know, hey, I'm doing this thing. Please don't. I remember I told Ramirez that. Please, the Sour Patch Kids are my favorite. Please do not bring me Sour Patch Kids. Yes. I remember saying that. Don't. I'm trying to cut sugar out of my life. Please That's do right. not bring me Sour Patch Kids. Mm. Like, that was a thing. I remember that really well because that was a trick. Because I know if you bring it, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat the whole bag. Hands down. A whole movie size bag on top of that. Right. How much sugar is that? Like, don't. Please don't. Right. I was like, and if you do, I went this far. But if you do, or hide it. I don't want to see. If you want some, hide it. I don't want to know where it is. Absolutely. So you got to know, like, what... What are you weak for and try to avoid it at all costs? Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. It's like if you know, like you're you going to see a movie and you usually get your popcorn and your Sour Patch Kids, you know, from the concession stand, then you know you need to come in already prepared. Right. With something. Right. You need to already be armed and ready. Yeah. And whoever you go into the movies with, they need to know, like, like you told him, like, don't bring it because I'm not strong enough. So you have those um, bits of strong moments. Right. So you had a strong moment mm -hmm. when you were like, listen, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I need you to do to support it. Because there's, I know there's going to be a time where I'm not as strong as I am right at this moment. And that brings it to another point. The, I do my best when I tell myself I'm going to do my best. Like tomorrow you're going to nail it. Tomorrow you're not going to do this or do that. I know you made a mistake last week, but the, tomorrow... This is what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Instead of waking up in the morning and then like falling into bad habits. Yes. You know, like I know usually when I pass this gas station, I stop and get this coffee and fill it up with sugar. Tomorrow, I'm, Trigger. Not, I'm not going to stop at that gas station. I'm going to either go a different route or I'm absolutely, I'm not going to even look in that direction. Yes. You know, so just planning to win. Basically, yes. planning to win. Already like, okay, going this is in. My trigger. Yes. I'm not doing that. Tomorrow. Right. Some people, um, Without a doubt, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon at work is their trigger. Mm -hmm. That's when they have that downer. They starting to get sleepy. They go to the vending machine or they go somewhere else and they have that soda or they have mm -hmm. that candy bar, right? So you know your trigger at work mid afternoon is when you need usually want to consume sugar, right? So arm yourself with something in that moment to replicate that habit of physically put picking up something and putting it in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So you need to come with with some grapes or apple. Or, you know, you know, some type of, you know, Nutrigrain bar or trail mix. So you can replicate that habit of having something at that time. But now it's not a pop. Now it's not a Snickers bar. Now it's not, you know, a Kit Kat. Because you know that trigger. Mm -hmm. And a good tip, I believe, um, to help you feel a little motivated is setting, like, positive alarms in your phone. Like, say, for instance, your lunch is at... 12 every day at 11:50, saying you know you're, you've been doing good all day don't mess it up on this lunch break remember you said you would eat healthy remember what you said you do kind of like guilt trip yourself you yeah know what i mean for like, sure there's so many things you can do yes to stay on track especially yes. when you don't have someone rooting for you be you your know? own cheerleader be your own remember um several episodes back when i talked about recording your own voice talking to yourself yeah, yeah I remember that, that would be a golden tip for this moment guys you're in a moment of strength right now. Let's say you listen to this podcast and you're like, you know what? I can do this. I'm empowered. I can beat this thing. I can mm -hmm. beat this habit, right? Take a moment to record yourself 
talking to yourself Mm -hmm. about how strong you are, about how motivated you are, about your why, about why this needs to happen because it'll change this and it'll reverse this and you will be so proud. And listen to that. You know, the power of hearing your own voice, just like the power of seeing your own handwriting, like when you write your own goals down in your own handwriting, it's just as powerful when you record your own voice telling yourself what you need to hear in those weak moments. Mm -hmm. And so when Jay, like Jay said, at 1150, 10 minutes before lunch, you're having a moment where you're really toggling between you. Whether or not you should take your coworker up on that offer to go to to the nearby, you know, Coney Island or fast food joint or whether you should just eat the salad you brought that's in the refrigerator. You listen to your own motivational speech. You listen to your own 30 second, one minute plug about, hey, Mm -hmm. Lise, this is what you said you wanted for yourself. Are you really going to throw that down the drain for 30 minutes of pleasure? You know, so really, those are some tips, guys, that you can use to hopefully help transition you away from that soda habit, from that sugar habit, from that emotional eating habit, whatever it is, because you have to get healthy because the world, your life, your household, your circle is depending on you to be the example. Absolutely. Truly, right? Yeah. Okay, Jay, let's deep dive into the podcast. I mean, into the pledge, and then we're going to play Stay Well. How do you deep dive into a pledge? Oh, we're about to show you right now. (laughs) Oh, you deep, I deep dive. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything, is there another way to say the pledge or? Nope. Nope. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got one more time to call me out on this podcast. No. We, that's what we own today. That's what we. <laughs> you talking about my eye roll? I'm talking deep dive. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's read. No, I'm just joking. Okay. We're deep diving into it. We're deep diving into the pledge. Again, guys, the blackhealthacademy.com is where you can find this pledge. It's the blackhealthacademy.com slash podcast. Uh, remember, the podcast is a bi-weekly podcast. So we're here every other Monday with a new episode with, for you um, in the category of black health. And then also every single Friday, we do a 60-second tip of the week. So every single Friday, we post in one tip for you to take into the next week for you. So make sure you're subscribing either on iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher to the Black Health Academy podcast. And if you truly want to support us, go here and share it, share it with a friend because everything we're saying, we sure it's news that you and somebody else can use. So please share, share, share for us as well. Um, And we're going to deep dive into the pledge. We read this at the end of every single episode. And it's designed to be a pledge that helps you kind of signify your goals within your health and wellness and helps you to kind of make it an official uh, goal and statement. So you ready, Jay? Uh, You said you would give them the lady's number, though. Did you ever give it to them? Yeah, I can give it to them again, though. Um, Hiawatha Cromer was who we highlighted during our Driven segment today, and she owns the um, Yahweh Healing Center in Lansing, Michigan. You can call her 100% free for a consultation. She's an 85-year-old phenomenal woman, and her phone number, again, is 517-256-2553. All right, let's deep. Dive into this pledge like no other. You disrespectful. Okay. <laughs> I, the Black Health Academy, pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, 
soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another episode here in the Black Health Academy. And finally, thank you to everyone who's taken our survey. So we have a survey um, where we're kind of updating our platform at the Black Health Academy, and we would love to know what you would like to see in the Academy and how often you like to see it. So if you get a chance, please head over to our website, theblackhealthacademy.com. And right from the homepage, you can click on the survey and anybody who takes the survey. Now, listen very closely, guys, because this is the ticket. Anybody, this is not a raffle. This is not a chance to win. This is guaranteed. You take the survey and you get lifetime membership inside the Black Health Academy. Lifetime membership? What? <laughs> so we're, this is a limited time offer. We're offering it for the first 50 people who take the survey. We're already several surveys in, but there's still some spots left. Take the survey. Tell us what you think about the Academy. What would you like to see in the Academy? How often you like it? And then you will get a lifetime seat inside of the Black Health Academy. We're updating our platform, which is going to be phenomenal. And when we do that, you will have a lifetime membership inside of the Academy. If you're not sure whether or not the Academy is for you, no worries. We have a 14-day free trial as well. So theblackhealthacademy.com, you can click to find the survey. You can click to take the 14-day free trial and really check out all of the content. There's a Plank You, which houses our at-home workouts. There's Plant You, which houses plant-based nutritional videos and recipes. And there is also the Master School, where we teach master classes on how to reverse things like type 2 diabetes and obesity. Um, and then finally, there's sci-fi, psychological fitness, which focuses on your mental health. So there's a ton of content inside the Academy, and we would love for you to join us at theblackhealthacademy.com. Now, we're going to move into my favorite song of the, apparently the week, but Jay says it's been out forever, and I really need to get over myself. Um, she's really judgmental. She's not a great person. She... <laughs> Can't wait this podcast over. Y'all may or may not hear from her ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time. Take care, guys. Oh